In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Darkness has descended upon the city, and the creatures of the night have begun to stir. This is the time when the veil between the realms of the living and the dead is the thinnest, and all that is is not what it appears to be. Like a lone sentinel, one candle flickers in the night, revealing all that lurks in the darkness. This is Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows. Welcome to the Nightmare. everyone and listen to the what is that oh my god anyway uh where was oh you are listening to ghost chronicles book of shadows with van helsink west coast witch mala brooks hi mala hello and east coast witch kelly spangler hello love hello then hey how are you Wonderful. <laughs> what do we got? A delay here? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I want to thank you both for coming on uh, on this little experiment we're running. And, uh, you know, don't be afraid of me. I do bite. But oh, I'm not afraid of you at all. Yeah, I know you're not, but Kelly, Kelly is. Uh-oh. Oh, no, I'm not afraid. There you go. I bite back. Yeah, there you go. So, anyways, ladies, um, we're we're talking about witches, and this is what this show is all about. It's all about dark stuff. And a very special guest today will be Jackie Smith as well, who's the author of Coventry something or other. And it's usually, I can't remember what it is. Uh, But anyways, I have a little clip here. And if we play this video, I I want you guys to comment on it after it's done. So can we play this uh, video now? Raven Digitalis is a pagan priest living in the town of Missoula, Montana. That's right, he's a witch. You've seen Harry Potter, you know what the magic wand's for. Unfortunately, we can't levitate stuff. We've got all sorts of little altars around the house. This is to ward off evil spirits. It's got its nasty little face. The craft is one of the most empowering religions or spiritual lifestyles that exists. Raised in relatively liberal Missoula in a non-denominational family, Raven had room to explore. He began reading up on alternative religions, and a high school friend introduced him to witchcraft. It says that God is not apart from you. God is very much a part of you. Realizing that reality is alive and reality is sacred and spiritual. Witchcraft, one branch of paganism, is a religion that reveres nature and a higher power that is equally male and female. It also stresses responsibility for one's actions. What's the most important thing is how you are day to day, what kind of a person you are, 
how you treat other people, how you treat the earth. And yes, witches do cast spells. This is a pincushion lemon, and it's an old Italian spell. And the spell is to drive any negative energies into the lemon itself. Looks like Pinhead. Spells are like prayers. They're more involved prayers. Come bless this area. Make it sacred with the wisdom of mind and spirit. When a person casts magic, however they cast magic, it should not interfere with another person's free will because then it's considered black magic and that's against the flow and the cycle of the universe. Witchcraft isn't an evil religion. We don't worship the devil or impale babies or sacrifice animals. You know, I'm vegetarian. <laughs> We're not really Satanists, but this is cute. Witches have always been healers and they help out other people. A writer and a DJ for the local college radio station. Hope you're enjoying the show. If you have a gothic or industrial request, give me a call. Raven has immersed himself in an underground pagan community. Well, it's surprising living in little old Montana, but there's a huge population of pagans and witches. You grow up with stories of like evil witches and they're always the bad witches in the fairy tales. Most people write it off automatically as being something that's linked with like Satanism or sin. Have you had spells backfire on you? No. No? No, I'm careful. A lot of parents, they use religion to instill fear in their children, and that is not cool. There's so many cultures and so many different spiritualities and religions. At the core, most of them are looking for the same thing, to make you feel like you are on some level in touch with something bigger than yourself. Most witches don't look like me. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell no. Most witches look just like everybody else, and odds are that everybody that's watching this program either knows a witch or knows somebody who knows a witch. Okay, cheers. <laughs> Blessed be. You'll find people from all walks of life who embrace magical spirituality. Be sure to check out more on the craft and common spells and hear from witches in other parts of the country right here at mtvnews.com. Okay, there we go. So, ladies, mm. my witchy ladies, how much of that is truth and how much of that is fairy tales? I didn't really hear too much fairy tale in it. It is basically the truth. But yeah. the truth sometimes depends on how people hear it and what they make of it. Like, for instance, you're talking about this show is being um, Book of Shadows, which is a good thing, and then you're talking about it being dark. And see, that's what people's misconceptions are a lot of the time, that we are scary and we are evil and we do all kinds of bad things. Well, the, 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 Kelly, I'll let you get in before I sprout off as you Yeah, well, I, I agree with Mahler uh, 100%. Um, you know, uh, you know, witches have, uh, just like any person, they have their, their, their good sides and their bad sides. Um, but, you know, because of, uh, television and, you know, uh, you know, other religions, they, they, they point at us and say, well, they're, they're evil. They do dark things and they do this and they kill animals and, um, and, and which is totally untrue. Um, our religion, well, I call it a practice, um, mm -hmm. is it, totally not like that at all. Uh, it's very, um, I believe it's very beautiful. That's the way I would describe witchcraft. It's very beautiful, very spiritual, and um, it is healing. And, uh, you know, that's one major thing that I like, you know, to give to others with my craft is healing. 
Mm -hmm. Exactly. And actually, we have another uh, compadre joining us now, and she is a author, and she is also the owner of uh, Coventry uh, Candles and stuff, uh, Jackie Smith. Jackie, you there? Hi, everybody. Hi, Jackie. Hello. Now, Jackie, are you a witch? I am. Okay, so it's three witches in a Van Helsing. Okay, that works. Okay. (laughs) Someone's going to catch fire tonight. (laughs) Right. So so did you hear that clip? I did. Okay. It was very interesting. Was it it true, a, a portrayal of what really witchcraft is nowadays? Well, I love the sensationalism, the level of sensationalism in that clip because it wasn't, ooh, scary. It was, it was a little more down to earth. But honestly, um, witchcraft is a little bit more boring than that because <laughs> we're really? it, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's like people get really excited. Ooh, can I come to your candle factory and watch you make candles? I said it's kind of like watching paint dry. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's we pour some wax in a mold. We you know, we make sure we have everything right, and we let it dry. So, and, and witchcraft is is similar in many ways because there's a lot of silent time. There's a lot of meditative time. Witches need to heal themselves first before they start healing everybody else. And and so it's a constant journey for us. And sometimes it's a little tedious. We, I, as myself as a witch, I love it. I love the journey. Um, it it heals me. It empowers my life. Um, but we're, we are really like everybody else. So in that part, I like. Have you ever met Raven Digitalis? I actually spoke to Raven Digitalis, and what kind of name is Digitalis? No offense. I think that's. I think that's a chosen name. I think it is. I. I mean, okay. So let's go right. All right. You you asked me that, and I answered that question. So I, I know you have a point. So I'll let you point, and then I'll jump back. Raven. I loved what Raven said on the interview, and that they use that that clip is that. Witches don't look like Raven. Raven is very goth, mm-hmm. and um, it has a very distinct look, um, and and is a little scary to it's the like average Christian person. Day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> actually, a little what? scarier looking than Christian. Christian, um, but uh, um, so he's but he's got a good message. So there's there's no worries about that. It's just that he, they're right. Witches are. Uh, some days I look like a soccer mom. I, <laughs> I'm just, I don't wear my flowing goddess gowns on a regular basis. So uh-huh. silver lame is nowhere in my wardrobe. So, Well, actually, ladies, I have found the official witch's handbook on how to dress. Oh. So I, I just want to <laughs> run you by it. And, of course, uh, at first it starts off with uh, skirts and dresses straight cut above the knee. Is Is that... <laughs> Correct, black, preferably. <laughs> oh, you got the bewitched one, honey. You got the bewitched guy to dressing uh, okay. as a witch. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It gets better. High heels, at least the cl- are at least the classic witch shoes. Uh-huh. Are, we, are we good with that so far? Or two Again, you're still hanging variety. with Samantha. I, I, you're still hanging sure. with Samantha I, I, on this, this one. What's in the handbook? That's all I'm saying. Uh huh. Uh huh. So keep going. Okay. Uh, no bikini underwear. Uh, full cut, white. Okay. Wait a minute. Rayon or at least nylon, smooth panties, anyways. Definitely. Granny panties is what you're saying, yes? Yeah, granny panties. 
Uh, oh, hilarious. Okay. All right. So far, I guess we're all in agreement. Good. Okay. <laughs> no pantyhose. Uh, the enemy of witches is pantyhose. Uh, well. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, uh, uh-huh. So okay. Keep digging that hole. Okay. All right. So I'll go through the list, and then we'll, we'll actually see how vivid this is. Um, mm-hmm. God about, of course. Uh, not sateen, though. It has to be a plain uh, white guide belt. It goes down by the waist. No frills, no lace. All right. Garter belt go. by the waist. That'll be an interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, vivid, just, vivid I think they go on your leg, right? <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, hey. Let me finish it, and then you guys can crucify me. Well, no, actually, you can crucify me anyways. But this is, this is not me. This is, you know, from the book of... Uh, Dress colors for witches. Um, vivid yep. makeup. Use uh, bright reds for your nails and lips. Uh, eyeshadows should be dramatic blues and greens. Blush should look rosy and pink, but not shades of brown or subtle earth tones. So that it's, book is from the 80s and the 70s, right? I have no <laughs> Just saying. No perfume or heavy deodorants. The scent of your own flesh is enticing enough. There oh, boy. <laughs> uh, no excessive jewelry. Only one ring on each hand is plenty. Hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, and finally, oh, I, this one I'm not sure about. No tattoos or piercings. Okay. <laughs> well, that leaves a lot of us out. I think I, think I, I just failed on that one. <laughs> I, I, except for the red lips, I pretty much failed on all of it. Yeah, me <laughs> oh too. God. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so what do you tell me, ladies? Um, you're reading fairy tales again, or making them up. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse him. What? Yeah. Van Helsing does not lie. Well, I I do believe there might be one or two other opinions on that floating out somewhere in the country or world. That mm-hmm. um, the beauty about being a witch is that. Uh, it's a beauty, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, but there's no one path to it. It's so personal. Mm-hmm. Your path is your own. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe to different reads, you can subscribe to different, um, to different religions within it, but there is no one path or one dress code. Hmm. Particularly so this book is where granny panties are concerned. Especially where <laughs> granny panties are concerned. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I just I just read them as I ruffles on the granny panties. Let's put ruffles on those. Yeah, uh-huh. but it's okay. Some burlesque, some burlesque yeah. drawers for you. Yeah, well, maybe we would dress up like that for Halloween. How's that? Well, I don't know. I mean, every picture I've seen on Facebook or, or it used to be MySpace, which is a ghost town now, uh, and, and the other ones. I mean, all these witches are always coarse. They they're always got the black got a belt and the black stockings and you know black lacy this and that and you know they're actually beautiful of course uh, we know, have I, our moments ron you know yeah, the theory the theory is uh, uh, this is my theory of course as a uh observer uh mm-hmm. is that ooh, that's spiky uh is that because witches have always been protected as ugly old hags through the years, that it's actually gone the other way to try to make them these beautiful goddesses that every man uh, will, you know, throw himself at. So that's my theory on it. So I mean, is it? So basically, you're saying there is no, no uh, dress code. No, 
Not really, no. You can wear whatever you want. Okay. Right, That's and good. in some cases, nothing at all. Oh, please, please, please. You want to explain the word skyclad to him? Maybe he'll um, understand that. What was it? Skyclad. Skyclad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clad in the sky. You're mm-hmm. clad means, with what the sky means, is made of. That means Nakedness. it's so, so cold that you go naked and you turn blue. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except on May you Day when you know, it's a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, right. Or your summer solstice. That's a there good one, go. too. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, um, so, although, you know, that that is one school of thought that you can go skyclad, but the point is you can wear anything or nothing at all. Okay. And, <laughs> and another thing I want to pick on Jackie for that she said, you, you, you said that witches are healers. So are you saying that witches are physicians? Is, is, is that what a witch is? He's a, she or he is a physician? Um, unless they've got, uh, unless they've gone to medical school, they're probably not a physician. But back in the day, before um, our, our pretty much before our current era, uh, the witches usually were the midwives or the healers of the of the village or town, and that's part of their training. They were, um, if we go back in history, they they were they learned from other witches. They learned their trade. They were apprenticed out. Uh, it was a very very honorable craft to have. Right now, unless you unless you've gone through medical school, you'll, you're probably not a physician. But being a healer doesn't mean you're a physician. There's many ways to heal. There's the body, the mind, and the spirit. So you have your physicians for the body, and what what witches, um, if they so choose, they work on the on the spirit because okay. it all works together. So so you you guys, Mahler and uh, Kelly, you agree with this? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you you are healers as well, right? Uh-huh. So, I mean, is there a difference? I mean, for instance, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, I, I hate to say mediums, but uh, there's so many names, it drives me nuts. Uh, so many light workers, like work with Reiki and so forth. So uh, they work more spiritually than you guys, and you work more physically in that you mix things and and do that that thing you do it's a combination i think that thing we do um (laughs) it's that thing i I know that song i could name it in three notes i I Um, started singing it in my head actually (laughs) but no we we combine it and it's not exactly working physically it's just adding another aspect to it okay Tools are uh, tools are of the trade. Um, we like to a lot of witches like to use tools. Some use very specific symbols like the wand or the athame or the chalice um, or the pentacle to represent the different elements. But some, or the sword. Or the sword. Some some witches um, like to use tools like a candle or a bottle or you know just within the energy work that they're doing. There's a lot of different ways, and what's what's um, the difference between, say, like a Reiki practitioner and a witch? There's there's not a lot. It's a different system. I mean, I know a lot of people that cross over, and mm-hmm. Reiki is a specific methodology. Right. Um, and within witchcraft, and witchcraft is not necessarily pagan either. Just so we can touch on that in a second, but but witchcraft is. Um, where you're going to use different tools. There's a lot of folk magic in there. There's a lot of representation of 
um, we're going to represent this thing in your life by using, say, a lemon of what, what um, they talked about in the video. This lemon mm-hmm. represents this thing. This pin represents something else. So what we do is we create a sympathetic connection. So we can see it, feel it, touch it, sense it, and so it happens on every level of the self. Versus when you keep something just in your mind, um, mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't come out. It, it gets stuck right in your head, and it doesn't take physical form. So when you're performing spells, um, what you're doing is you're bringing, bringing what's in your head out into a physical form. I'm not quite sure I understand that. Well, for instance, yes. um, you can think about going across the room and unlocking that door because somebody's knocking on it. You can think real hard. I don't know many telekinetics who can actually unlock that door with their mind. Okay. So when you get up and you walk across the floor and you unlock that door, you are doing the physical representation of what's in your head. So when you want to, when you want to shift the energy around you to create something that's more loving to get a date for Saturday night or more prosperous to pay your rent mm-hmm. or more healing to get rid of the cold that you have, um, you take what's in your mind and you start to find physical representation of it. Um, you want to get rid of some of the sourness in your life? You can use a lemon. You can actually you want to get sourness away from your life. You can use a lemon and turn it into lemonade and drink it, and that's a spell because you're sweetening your life. So you can do um, all kinds of different things, and it's, it becomes sympathetic, meaning like attracts like. Mm-hmm. So, I'm so, to... so how does that vary from, for instance, a cigarette? From a cigarette? No, cigarette. It's my, don't, don't pick on me. It's S-E-C-R-E-T. <laughs> Let me spell it for you. Secret? That's All what right. you're saying? Knock it off, Mala. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, how does it differ? well in, in the secret, now, and, and correct me, ladies, if you think it's, it's different, but in the secret... What they talk about is it's a lot in your mind and your intention. And other than creating a vision board, they really don't talk about doing anything physical. They talk about changing your attitude quite a bit, which does help. If you don't change your attitude, if you don't set your intention, you have nothing. Yeah. But sometimes that, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. So, you ladies, you both agree with uh, Jackie? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me. Absolutely. Absolutely. The power, I, I use a lot of mind power, too, when I do healing, uh, the power of will, uh, the power of knowing that what I'm going to want and what I need, I will get, because I know that I have focused on that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then I will, you know, go ahead and do a physical um, uh, situation as far as, let's say, like, just exactly what she said, you know, you're going to take something physical and create exactly what you were thinking, you know, and that gives it that extra push. You know, that little extra, you know, okay, this is what I mentally, I'm going to have this. Um, let's say I need to pay a bill. Um, I know I'm going to pay it. I'm mentally going to pay that. But on the mundane level, I'm actually going to do something physical to make sure that that really gets pushed and does happen. So basically, you know, and that's how, you know, magic works. You know, you have to have the power of will and, and knowing, but you actually have to physically put something into that also for it to become a full manifestation. And in, in my beliefs, I, I just really feel that, that you should combine the both because um, it, it, it 
guaranteed to work, it, and it has not failed me. So mm-hmm. I agree exactly what she's saying. Yeah, and even in spell work, when we cast a spell, mm-hmm. at the time we do it, we're not hoping it's going to work. We're not thinking, well, maybe it will. We see it done before we cast it. And then That's having cool. that tactile thing to go along with it, the tool of focus or whatever we're doing, just enhances that even more. Mm-hmm. Right. So- what you're doing, one of my theories is, and this goes a little more quantum magic or uh, is you're setting up a vibration, mm-hmm. and that vibration is a map. We all we all exist on vibrations. We exist within, well, without getting too crazy on that. But when you, um, if you don't know how to be prosperous, you can't necessarily just will yourself into being prosperous. Sometimes you have to give your spirit a map of how to be prosperous or or the the instructions of how to be prosperous by bringing things in that vibrate prosperity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. Okay, so uh, that brings us actually uh, to one of the things that you do, uh, Jackie, which is your candles. Uh, and, and by the way, why don't you give out your, your website so... And, and also your book, Before I Forget, which I will. <laughs> well, the, my name of, the name of my company is Coventry Creations, and you can find us at CoventryCreations.com. And we've been making candles and other spiritual products for uh, almost 20 years now. And then the book that I have coming out in ex- almost exactly a month, coming out on October 15th, is called Ooh. Coventry Magic with Candles, Herbs, and Oils. And what Coventry Magic, what that book is about, it's about creating transformational magic. It's about going deeper into what it is you're casting a spell for so you're really getting to the core of the issue and and create these life-changing spells. Okay. So let's go back to these candles and these oils. I mean, I mean my wife... Uh, she went out and bought herself one of those money kits, whatever they are. Okay. And and she does it. So how does that work exactly? I mean, she went out and she spent money to buy this, you know, a candle basically and a little piece of paper. So how is that going to make her prosperous? Well, what I do, I can't speak for any other company or any other manufacturer of any other goods, but Coventry products are made with the right color, the well, right intent. You know what, Jackie? I'm going to have what? to put you on hold because we have to take a break right now. Oh, absolutely. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows with Marla Brooks, Kelly Spangler, and the late, great Van Helsink, and our very <laughs> special guest, Jackie Smith. We'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Everything you heard about witches is true. Halloween is the time of year when the shades of the dead whisper from forgotten places and spirits walk among us. The witches of Salem, Massachusetts honor this time with Festival of the Dead, an annual event series that explores death's macabre customs, heretical histories, and strange rituals. 
founded by Salem witches, Sean Poirier, and Christian Day, and hosted by the foremost authorities on the spirit world, Festival of the Dead beckons guests who step through the veil into a mysterious realm where spirits await you. To learn more or to purchase tickets, visit festivalofthedead.com or call 978-740-9783. Happy Halloween! <laughs> Okay, we are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows with Marla Brooks, Kelly Spangler, and, of course, myself, Ron Kolick. And our very special guest is Jackie Smith. That's a real easy name. I can't forget that. And you are listening live on TojiNet, Ghost Channel, and beyond. So, um... I don't know what to say after that. We were talking about the uh, spells, and you were saying, unlike other uh, companies, my company does what, Jackie? Well, not not unlike other companies. I just don't know what other companies do. Okay. I, I don't want to diss anybody out there who's who's making spiritual products. Um, but what what we do here is we make sure that we've chosen the right ingredients where we do our research and we test, and we choose the right ingredients, the right colors, we empower it with a spell, we create a sacred space, we look at the moon and align things to what the moon is doing, and we, from there, that's when we make our product. Because what we want to do is we want to set up that vibrational doorway that you can, your spirit can walk through to find what it needs to do. Now, we'll set all this stuff up for you. We'll give you the right ingredients. We'll charge it up. We'll bless it. We'll do all those things. The rest is up to you. We, we are so easily, we trick ourselves so easily into um, not seeing the opportunities or not seeing the results of our spell work. So, you know, and that's why I, I created the Coventry Magic Book to teach people how to see the results of your spell work or to be able to move through into them. But how our stuff works is really it's vibrational. It, it's going to help set up the pathway for you so you can learn how to do that. It's, I see it as a difference of you could with it, set your intention and do all that work. To me, it's kind of like walking from Michigan to New York. Um, but when you use tools, when you use the right tools, and when you, when you just use it like, say, a single tool, that's kind of like taking the bus from Michigan to New York. Um, but when you put together a spell, with your intention, with your tools. That's like taking a plane from Michigan to New York. You're just going to get there that much faster. Okay. So I, I remember uh, Sean Portier when I, I first met him and I had him on my show several times. And uh, he used to always tell me the story about the Ouija board factory, about this uh, Haitian woman that worked there, and she used to charge the Ouija boards all the time. Unknownst to Parker Brothers, so I always found that intriguing. So you're saying that you charge these items that that you manufacture? Absolutely. So you, as they go down the production line, you have a witch standing there with a wand <laughs> tapping them. It's not as exact as that. It's kind of close, but it's not as exact as that. So we we've been doing this for 20 years. Okay. So we have found we've we've created those thought forms we've created through through our rituals and through our prayers and and through our, our intentions we've created something a little bit bigger than us 
So we, we have found our ways with our altars and with the different things that we do to, to be able to tap into them. Because, you know, actually, um, sometimes witches do not make the best magical employees. Really? <laughs> we're only human, right? Right, because we're all only human. Well, and, that's you know, right. But you not, make a not really... if you listen to some people. <laughs> well... <laughs> Never mind that. But you make a really good point because I think, <clears throat> sorry, what a lot of people don't understand is that when we buy things at a store um, that have been manufactured God knows where, and we're going to use them for magical purposes, you don't know the intention that people put in in making them. You don't know the intention of somebody who's loaded it off the truck who's had a really bad day. Right. Um, right. It, people handle these things like crazy. And a lot of newbies will just take something at face value, bring it home and try to use it. It's not going to work. I mean, even in the best possible circumstances, it's always a good idea to consecrate your tools or whatever you're using. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but, but everything, I mean, it's kind of like you have to think that everything we get is tainted and it needs to be cleaned. I mean, there, there are a few places that you know that it's coming straight and well. But even so, in the shipping process, in, in somebody on a shelf is going to pick it up or something, it is going to taint that stuff. So I think um, it's always a good idea to consecrate whatever you're using, just to be on the safe side. It's like washing your hands after you come back from the store. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. You're right. You're right. Now, even, even with that, um, what I do here at Coventry is, is we, and we like, do this incantation on a regular basis, is I ask that everyone is that everyone who touches these products is blessed, that gains benefit of of this energy, and that this energy just grows from that. So what we're doing is before something can taint it, we're asking for it to bless. So from the UPS driver that picks it up to the guy who sorts it out in Minneapolis or wherever it's going to be, to the person who delivers it, to the person who picks it up in the store goes, hm, I don't want this. And puts it back. That's true. That that uh, that that's what I because because I I feel that exact same way you do is before I use a crystal before I use an essential oil I ask for it to be cleansed of any energy that doesn't belong there. Right. Mm -hmm. right. You know you know what guys I actually have a uh, uh, like a. Uh, a, a, a shot guest on. So can you guys hold for like five minutes? I mean, you stay with me, but um, this is another fellow host from uh, TojiNet, and as part of our public service thing, we are uh, introducing him and just letting him talk a little bit about this show. So if you don't mind, I would uh, love to have you guys hang on. Great. Sure. Okay. All right. So uh, this is uh, Michael Stern. He has a show on uh told you that as well and uh michael you there i certainly am ron thanks for having me on oh that's all right i mean you are in really really lucky tonight because we actually have three witches with us tonight so i'm, the, I'm sure they're going to go put a blessing on you and your, your show will be really prosperous as well well uh, i i happen to believe in witches so that's very cool appreciate that and you thank know. you for letting me interrupt your your show i i do appreciate that as well well, you know, it's we're a family here at Tojinet, and we just like to have everybody, uh, you know, what other shows are on. So basically, mm -hmm. Michael, why don't you give us the name of your show and when it airs? The name of the show is Build a Better Photograph, and I broadcast live Friday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Well, that's not good for us witches and ghost hunters. 
Yes, if you're an early riser, you're probably better off catching the podcast. There you go. That's the nice thing about that. That's a great mm-hmm. world we live in. And, and what, what is this show about? I am a commercial photographer by training, mm-hmm. and I've been teaching off and on since 1987. And I really appreciate being in the classroom and helping younger, newer students learn in ways that I hope will benefit them in their career path. And I, I really, I had a, I have a learning disability, uh, and when I was a kid, there was no mechanism for, for dealing with it, and I was just called the slow kid and be put in the front of the class, and the teacher's way of dealing with it was yelling at me and being loud. And I, I education. You still call me that, Michael. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, education is important to me, and I wrote a book. I took a break from photography and wrote a book called Build a Better Photograph, A Disciplined Approach to Creativity. And from my view, I, ta- I work for myself. I take a holistic view of being self-employed in that everything I do either advances my career a little further down the road or knocks it backwards, meaning not only do I practice my craft of photography, but I practice how I sell. I practice how I write. I work on my pricing schemes. I, I work on how I meet people. I put myself out there in situations where I have to meet new people, and I learn how to get better at making small talk. I, everything I do even when I work in my garden, it's about how can I be better at everything I'm doing. And I, I took that philosophy and put that into the book, and out of that book came the idea for the radio show. I interview photographers. It's a visual medium, the Internet, so why not take advantage of it? Right. The, the photographers that I select have galleries. They, they submit pictures to me. I post them on a gallery. The photographers come on, and we talk about their pre-visualization techniques, uh, what kind of work they do, how do they see the world. We talk about specific pictures. And my whole approach as a professional photographer is I build photographs. I don't take pictures. There's a process from selecting the lens to the camera body, the lighting ratio, the colors of the light, how you direct the talent, the location that you pick, the f-stop you choose. Every little, for me, a, a successful photograph is a series of small decisions made correctly. So we break down the process, and if you look at it as little steps and little problems you have to solve, before you know it, you've created a photograph. And most of the photographers I have on buy into that philosophy, and we just talk about the process and maybe talk about some of their career ups and downs and maybe how they got involved in photography. I have a co-host who's in D.C., and we're sort of like Mutt and Jeff, and we try to have fun, but we want, we're trying to attract advanced amateurs, college students, and early career professionals. This is the target audience. This is where the message really applies most accurately. If you're a very experienced pro, you're probably better on coming, better off coming on as a guest as opposed to listening. Hmm. Hey, you know what? We should actually do a crossover show, How to Photograph the Paranormal, which would be interesting. I hear that it's tricky. I hear that you all you it get is, is very bright tricky. light all the time. Yes, it's very tricky. So, uh, anyways, Michael, I, I, I know I, I just had you for a little bit, but I, I do want to uh, thank you for coming on. And uh, your show is on Fridays at 9 o'clock and is called Build a Better Photograph? Build a Better Photograph at 9 a.m. live, but, of course, there's always the podcast, which most people tend to do. Uh, after the fact, and it's enjoy. We have fun. We don't take ourselves too serious because there's a lot more important things out there going on in the world than a photography show. But we do try to contribute to the greater good. 
Yeah, well, actually, I'd love to talk to you about maybe doing something with the paranormal. So that might be kind of a cool cross. Uh, I would be interested. Absolutely. Okay. So I have to get back to my show. I want to okay. thank you so much for dropping by and uh, telling us about yourself, uh, Michael. It's... And, uh, you know, blessed be. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Take care. Yeah. Bye, Mike. Bye. Oh, thank you, ladies. You still there? No problem. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, we're here. He okay. seems like a real neat guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a nice is that, boy. Is that your I can feel it will be successful, that's for sure. He has the perfect radio voice. <laughs> uh, what are you saying? I'm, I don't? Huh? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> what the hell? You come and guess my show, and then you trash me. Man. <laughs> Was I, I the only like one that, smiling Ron. when Ron said, blessed be? I, I kind of giggled. Okay. I was Checking. on mute, yeah. Uh, okay. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. You guys know that I'm a good old Catholic boy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't think Jackie knows. Jackie, you still there? We oh, no, yeah, that, makes, that explains a lot. So keep going. Ow. Oh, <laughs> 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 Was my Bon Jovi record? Let me put that on. Uh, anyways, um, so does it offend you that I would use a greeting like "Blessed Be"? No, that's why we no. were smiling. Why would it be offensive? It's 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 a blessing. I hear that from Marla. I just want to hear from Kelly. And I want to hear from Jackie. Oh, I love I love to say "Blessed Be," "Amen," um, whatever whatever we're gonna say. They all mean the same thing. They all mean mm-hmm. the same thing, which is blessings upon you. Right. So, Kelly, do you agree the same way? I agree the same way. Okay. So, I do. Yeah. In, in turn, if I was to say to you guys uh, in a couple months, Merry Christmas, <laughs> would that offend you? Not at all. Not at all. Uh-uh. Nope. I no, I believe you Christmas. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not thin-skinned like that. I, there are some people who, who have decided that... Um, the the big three religions are now the enemy because I'm now pagan, and that's just some healing that they need to go through. But we all go to the same place in the end, which is a better connection with the divinity that we believe in. Good. That's where I we want to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's it's. Uh, I always say this, and and, and I believe it's a lot like the Egyptians did. In that when you pass, uh, they weigh your heart, and if it's lighter than a feather, then you pass on. And I kind of believe it's it's how you live your your life. Uh, I, I believe in Jesus Christ, of course, as the true God. But um, just because of the, I believe in that doesn't mean that uh, somebody who doesn't is not going to the same place I'm going. Good a lot nice. of people think that they. A lot of people think we're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it's it's scary, really. I, but I think we all pray to the same God ultimately, and like she said, we all go to the same place. So it's I I don't know. I hate labels, and I hate kind of snobism. You know, I'm better than you. I what I'm doing is right. What you're doing is that kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah. A little just, ignorant some people can be. Yeah, it gets real you know, complicated. Yeah. I I look at it this way. I am secure enough in my spiritual practice that I am not threatened by yours. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you, know, you know what kills me more about the Christian community is that if they, I mean, they just look at the Bible and, you know, it, it says, judge not 
or you'll be judged. I mean, that's right in there. I mean, it's mm-hmm. maybe paraphrase a little. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's close but, enough. But and, and the other one is, I mean, is Christ, you know, you, you treat your fellow man as you would treat me. I mean, these are, you know, basic tenets of the Bible that are really important, and and yet they uh, they don't live up to them, really. Well, they're not just biblical, though. They're logical. You know, it, they're hu- they're humane. They're they're what everybody should aspire to, and just because it's attributed to the Bible, um, you know, and it and mean again, it's not in other tomes, right? Right. And the Bible, here in, here in- the Bible is is often misinterpreted. I mean, fifteen people can read a passage. Fifteen people will come out with a different message. That's not well, just the Bible. That's any kind of any book. Yeah, because it's so, written by man. I mean, yeah. yeah, it might have been dictated or a thing, but it, it eventually translated and retranslated and translated. I mean, we it, it has changed through the years. We all know that. Mm-hmm. It's like Chinese whispers. Right. Uh, here in Salem, it, it's kind of crazy because, um, you know, now now's the time when, when all the, the, the Christians and all those people, they come to Salem and they have the big signs. Now, last October... They, they were lined up on Essex Street, and they were screaming that Catholics are evil because you believe in saints, and if you're homosexual, you're evil. If you're pagan, you're evil. If mm-hmm. you know, if you're anything but what they believe in, you're evil, and you're going to hell. And actually, you know, it made my daughter cry because she felt bad for everybody, not just us. You know, mm-hmm. because everybody walking by was pretty much labeled at that point by mm-hmm. someone that's supposed to be giving a good word of their Lord and, and or whatever they believe in. When they're actually sending out such negativity, and it's like, the, it, and you're looking at us like we're negative, but you're the one standing here being negative towards everybody that is walking by you. And and to me, that's just, I don't believe that that's a good faith. I believe that, you know, if, if like you said, if you're comfortable within your own religion, you should accept our religions, and you shouldn't be out there badgering other people in public and making everybody uncomfortable as you're walking down the street. And And it's already started now in September. I can only imagine as the month goes into October um, how uncomfortable it will be to walk down the street and not just being a witch, being a Catholic, being Protestant, being homosexual, being black. It doesn't matter being, being Asian. They will, they will throw this at you, no matter your religion, no matter what your... And, and I really, it really upsets me that people can be so ignorant, mm-hmm. you know, I believe in everyone should love each other equally, no matter what they believe in, no matter what they choose to do sexually, and, and no matter what their their, their uh, race is. You know, and I I don't think that that goes un unregarded. Um, I think that people look at this and pay attention and um, find within themselves what they want to believe and what they want to do. I think Absolutely. the re- the reason why I say that is I I've, I've I share your frustration in that, it's, and it makes me sad, and it, and it makes me sad for them. Um, but at the same time, I'm saying, you know, but that's noticed, and and they think that, you know, it may, maybe they're noticing inside too. But I, I think they're just losing their, uh, their the respect that they may have had within the community. Right. Okay. We, we actually have a question from the chat room. This is from Anne, and it's it's for our witches. Wow. So she left me out of it, I guess. Damn. Uh, I was at a place called the Witch's Tower in San Diego. In the, f- in the floor is tiled with a pentagram 
a pentacle. I don't know what the difference is. Uh, it would be from the, I believe the plaque said, the 1800s. Do you know if there are in many places showing these designs from early settlement times? Okay, so I guess it's the question. She came to, went to a place that was a uh, pentagram or pentacle uh, and tiled in the floor from the 1800s. Uh, were any of these other places early times had those in it that you know of? I don't know of any. Um, where, where, the pentacle, where the pentacle or the pentagram can be found? Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, it's I don't have any particulars to give you um, at this moment, but I'm. Uh, it is found within many writings and many texts. I don't know if it's um, ancient writings and ancient texts goes they go way back. Um, it, they, the pentacles have been found in in the Book of Moses. Some of the uh, the oldest versions uh, that they have found, they've been found in. Um, it's a, first of all, it's an easy symbol. It's a symbol that, that's found in almost every culture because it's a very easy symbol to make and create. It's very natural oh, yeah. to do. Yep. Um, so I don't have anything specific to tell you, but I can, I can tell you that, that it has been found in many writings and in many places, but I don't have a, for instance. Well, I, I was told, and, you know, even though we are ageless and very old. Um, um, so like I, me. Yeah, um, but I was told that in the ancient Hebrew temples, um, they used pentacles in their stained glass, because contrary to what most people think, a pentacle simply means no harm shall pass. So I know in the ancient Hebrew temples, um, there were pentacles in stained glass. I've also seen them in Catholic churches, stained glasses. Yeah. I yep, was going to yep. say that, but yep, that's that's definitely true. So l- 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 we're talking about religion a little bit. Um, oh well, don't person- forget, don't forget the pentacle that is that was used by Da Vinci. Oh yeah, over and over yeah. and over again. So sorry, we- I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, 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 we know about him though. He was part of that Illuminati, you know, evil taking over the world and all that crap. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, uh. What did I say? Something? No. Go ahead. Okay. I think I have a phone call from the dead there. I don't know. Yeah. St. <laughs> Peter just called my name. Uh, but any, anyways, uh, we talk about persecution. And I posted uh, on our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation um, uh, fan page, I guess it is. Yeah, there it is. And it's not too long ago. It's about two years ago. And it's actually, uh, let me just read a little bit about this uh to you guys so that you know what the hell I'm talking about. And basically, let me open that. Here we go. There we go. Uh, nearly all the residents of Kodge watched as Julian Green and Copobaco. Why do I always get these names? Copobaco Konya were dragged from their homes and hung from trees and tortured for several hours with bush knives. No one came forward to help. In the eyes of the villages, these women were witches and deserved to die. So they got a big problem up in the, wherever this is, the, uh, like the heck is it? So it's, it's like New Zealand. I can't think of the name. Oh, yeah, New Guinea. There you go. Thank you very much. So, I mean, even today, this is two years ago, there's still... A persecution against witches. Do, do you do you believe that still exists, or is it just in these backward New Guinea countries? It still it still exists in many that's, forms. 
Absolutely. Very much so in Africa as well. Um, mm-hmm. in, the last, in the last election, one of the big hullabaloos with all of my witchy pagan friends was that um, Sarah Palin was getting a blessing from uh, an African minister who was known to persecute and, and um, build up mobs to go and um, string up witches in Africa. And that was one mm-hmm. of the things that just made my skin crawl. Mm-hmm. But it's what I in the stories that I've read about the persecuted witches. A lot of them are are coming from um, that uh, missionary work, that, that high end, high high pressure missionary work, that where you're converting um, converting the the natives. So mm-hmm. it's it becomes this um, it becomes this black and white situation, meaning that you're either right or you're wrong, and if if I don't, if I don't right your wrong, I'm not going to get to heaven. So it it becomes this this pressure cooker situation, and and also the but on the flip side of that is that the other some of the other stories I've read is that what what they were calling a witch wasn't really a witch. These were people who were harming others. Mm-hmm. So and then they called them a witch. So they felt that they were they were evil doers and they were using that term in that way. So there's those so, two uh, schools. So you think it's the Christianization of of these um, third world countries that's that's causing this this persecution, or was the persecution always there? It's just more prevalent now. I mean, we well, all like to blame the blame the the Christians and the Catholics. Well, no, like I said, there's two schools of thought. Some of them yeah. are are people who feel that these are wrongdoers in the community, that they mm-hmm. have they have done wrong in the community, they've hurt people, they have they are energetically cursed people, et cetera, and, then, and they're, they're looking at it in that regard. So they're still within their native faith doing that. Um, but there's a lot more. I mean, you can say that about witchcraft. You can also say that just in, in the Middle East about being a woman um, or about oh, a woman wow. um, reaching beyond her station. Um, that happens in India with a lower caste reaching above their station. So it's not just happening within witchcraft. I think it's kind of a human nature of blaming. And the other part of that is that it's easy to call somebody a witch because in the vernacular, witch has always had a negative connotation. Exactly. So rather right. than checking to see, you know, who these people really are, ah, she's a witch, you know. That's it. Because if she doesn't float, she's not a witch, but she's dead anyway. Exactly. I know. Believe it or not, we just about run out of time. Uh, wow, that wow. was quick. I know. I know. I know. I just that was, fun. I was just just warming up. It I had fun. more junk, more junk to bring up too. But anyways, uh, I do want to mention one thing. I know on October thirtieth. We will be at uh, Omens, and I believe you'll be there, Jackie. I will. I can't wait. And I will uh, be there too, working. <laughs> oh yay! <laughs> yeah, I'll be there working, so we can meet. I will be doing. Uh, well, I don't know what I'll be doing, but I, I will be there. Uh, I heard you're moderating. The, yeah, Christian Day, um, Christopher Panzek, uh, Jackie Smith. Uh, Raymond Gamasi, and of course Laurie. How do you say last name? Bruno. 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 Yeah. So, and I will actually be. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm getting a little. Are you a referee? Stuff. 
I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not sure. You know that. that no, I think everyone gets along. I think it. I think it's a plot just to get me there to bump me off, but I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I, I will see you, meet you there, Jackie. And Jackie, yeah, once again, can you give out your websites and your uh, whatever pertinent information you have, please? Because we're like 15 seconds. Well, thank you very much for that opportunity to reach me. You can go to CoventryCreations.com. Um, you can also find uh, and pre-order my book, Coventry Magic with Candles, Herbs, and Oils. You can also pre-order that on Amazon.com, although I assign the copies that come out of Coventry. Um, and, uh, and I would love to hear from you. We've got a lot of great products. And as Storm, my, Storm, my radio co-host always says, bring your platinum card because you're going to yeah. need it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jackie, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. And, Milo, we didn't get to talk about wobble pobbles or whatever they are. <laughs> so, wobble wobble. What, I mean, any chance you can come back next week? And I promise I'll give, devote the show to you. Wow, sure. How could I refuse you? All right, because I really want to hear about this collie wobbles. So, <gasps> you said it right. Oh, my God. Praise, praise the goddess. Yes. So, anyways, uh, Kelly, I want to thank you, too. Ke- Kelly Spangler, uh, you can go to kellyspangler.com. Yes, you can. And Mala Brooks, too. From ghoulies to ghoulies. Good night. For Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon central, on Toginad with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect